You're listening to the Wild Youth Podcast. We can get caught up in the chaos of life, right? Chaos, maybe sickness. So many people are sick right now. So how can we say it is well? Well, the song tells us we we keep our eyes on him, right? We're looking to him, and when we look to him, when our focus is on him, our gaze is on Jesus, we can say it is well. Because he will change our perspective, right? Right. Well, y'all are like ready to go in your seats already. Welcome to the wild. <laughs> you guys kind of making me laugh right now. Are you guys tired? Some of you are, some of you aren't. Okay, well, it's time to wake up because I'm going to need your help preaching tonight. And how you can do that is I need you to respond, okay? Hi. We're a responsive church. This is not a place where you just come and you sit back and you listen. It's a place where we're having a conversation. You are receiving the word from God. This is not a word from me. Y'all know that, right? It's a word from God. And so when you're responding to me, you're responding to God. And you're telling him, yes, God, I hear you. I'm receiving what you're saying. So be responsive with me tonight. Go ahead and stand up. We're going to get into our scripture. Stand up. Shake off your sleepiness. If you have your Bible, open it up to Genesis 2. Genesis 2, and it's just one verse. Verse 18. This is what it says. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. God, I thank you so much for your relationship. God, I thank you for your presence I just ask tonight that we would have ears to hear what it is you have to say. God, that we would see relationships in a different light tonight. That we would be inspired to not only have relationship with each other, but to have a deeper relationship with you, God. Would you speak to us tonight in Holy Spirit? Just come in and bring your peace in this place. Bring your peace right now and bring your passion. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Take your seats, high-five your neighbor, maybe slap them a bit. Wake, make sure they're awake, right? Too much slapping, okay, okay, that was a mistake. All right, so February, we're starting a new series. Yes, it is titled, Not Alone. Not alone. So all month long, we are going to be talking about relationships. So yes, high schoolers, we will talk about dating and marriage. But yes, middle schoolers, that is not all we're talking about, okay? We're going to talk about all kinds of relationships. Friendships, family, relationship with God, right? There's so many different types of relationships that we can have. So we're going to look at 
those different kinds of relationships and see what the Bible has to say about them. See how God directs us in those relationships. And I'm really excited for this. The last week this month, we are going to have a panel. So we're going to have a panel discussion up here about specifically dating and marriage. So start thinking of your questions now, okay? We're going to have a couple that's been married for a long time, a couple that's been married for a short time. We'll have one or two single people up here, okay? I think on Instagram, Clara is going to put up a way for you to give us your questions. So be looking for that because we want to answer your questions. We can come up with them, but this is your opportunity to ask us the things that you want to know, okay? So be thinking about that. Submit those. I'm super excited for that. But how many of you feel like your friends or your classmates make a big deal about having a girlfriend or boyfriend? Raise your hand if you feel like that. Some of you, yeah? I know I felt like that when I was in school. That's all people talked about. They wanted to know who the most recent person was you were dating because you guys know how quickly it changes, right? <laughs> it seems like every week y'all are dating somebody different. It's hard to keep up, to be honest, so I don't usually. I'll listen to you, but I probably won't remember it because it'll change next week, just to be honest. But they treat it almost like it's this status to achieve, right? Like if you're dating someone, you have made it. You have achieved your status. But I also remember feeling like when I was in school, if I wasn't dating someone, almost that I didn't know who I was. Can anyone else relate to that? Like I felt lost if I wasn't with someone. It was almost like I needed them to tell me who I was. That's a scary place to be in. But do you know why people make relationships such a big deal? It's, I don't know what you say. Because <laughs> they're lonely. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But we, we get lonely, right, because we actually need relationships. Maybe not the kind that your friends or classmates are trying to tell you you need, but we actually do need relationships. Like, we need them. That's why we feel lonely. So I want to start with talking about why do we need them? Why do we need relationships? So if you're taking notes, and you should be taking notes, get ready. We've got a few points and a lot of scripture to get through. So write it down as we go so you can go back and you can read it for yourself. If you need to be reminded of these things, you have them written down so you can go back. So number one, why we need relationships. Because we were made in the image of God. Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. What do you notice about what God says? Our, us, right? So even from the beginning of time, God himself wasn't alone. Genesis 1, 1 through 2, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. 
Who was with God? The Spirit, right? It says the Spirit of God was hovering. And then in John 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. You jump down to verse 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So who does, who does it say there was with God? Jesus, right? So already we see the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. From the beginning of time, they were all three together. From the beginning of time, God demonstrated our need for relationship. See, God desires relationship, and since we were made in his image, we too desire relationship. Number two, relationships are important because he said so. Seems simple, right? Because he said so. Our first scripture from Genesis 2.18 said, It is not good that man should be alone. It's not good. God literally said that. It's not good for you to be alone. And I think when we read this right, because he's talking about his creation of Adam, and then he created Eve, we could think, well, I guess maybe his, his creation of Eve was kind of like an afterthought. Because he started with Adam, and then after it was just Adam realized he needed someone else. Well, no, right? Because God is all-knowing. It wasn't an afterthought. He knew what he was doing, so then why is it recorded this way? Why did God do this? Because we are stubborn. We are stubborn people. And we think that we know what's best for us, but we don't. And so he knew that we would need to be told. He knew that we would need to be told that it's not good for us to be alone. Why? Because that's exactly how the enemy tries to get us, is alone. Because he knows that it's not good for us to be alone. He knows that when we're alone, he can manipulate us. God knew that we would need that reminder. Does your mom ever pull the because I said so card? You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, but why mom? Because I said so. Right? That's kind of how I feel right here. That's, that's familiar, right? That's what I feel like I'm envisioning here with this. But I know that my God is good. And so if he says that it's better for me not to be alone, then I believe him. So we've hit why we need relationships. So let's look at why they're important, right? Why are they important? Well, number one, relationships teach us humility. They teach us humility to be humble. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. 
Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. You see, it's easy to get focused on ourselves when we don't have relationships, when we don't have friendships. It's so easy to focus on ourselves and think, well, I have enough to worry about. I have enough of my own problems, right? I don't need to add your problems onto mine. My life is crazy enough. Have you ever felt like that? Like you have so much going on, I can't imagine adding someone else's issues on top of it. And I know that I felt that way. That's such a big temptation in ministry. Because a big part of ministry is caring for people. That's what we do every day. We care for people. And I'm going to be honest, there are some days where I, I pray to God and I'm like, God, I can't handle anymore. I have enough of my own stuff and I'm dealing with this person's stuff and this person's stuff. I can't do it. It can be emotionally draining, listening to people's problems. But then he reminds me that I'm not carrying that burden alone. Because he tells us to put our cares on him. He says, cast your cares on me. Because you see, with him, that weight becomes bearable. But there are also times where, honestly, we just get tired of listening to someone share the same problem over and over again, right? Have you been there? You all have that one friend who comes to you, and every time they talk to you, it's the same thing. They're dealing with the same thing over and over again, and we get annoyed. Like, come on, why are you still dealing with this? Or sometimes we even think, I've already told you what to do, and you haven't done it yet, so that's kind of your problem, right? We get annoyed. But instead, we could take a step back and remind them that they're not carrying that burden alone either. We could tell them to put their cares on God too, not just on us. Say, I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to talk through it with you. But really, God is what you need, right? That would be such an easy segue to share Jesus with someone. But when we have these, these thoughts and these frustrations, the temptation can be just to avoid relationships, right? Because if I avoid the relationship, then I avoid their problems. If I just don't have friends, I don't have to deal with it. But we already know that God told us it's not good to be alone. And that's not just for you. That's for that friend that has been struggling with the same thing over and over again. It's not good for them to be alone either. But now let's look at the flip side of, of the coin of this, okay? Relationships also require us to be vulnerable. They require us to share our lives with other people. And it can be really easy to do that when things are going well. When we feel like we've got a handle on things, stuff at school is going great. 
the sport I'm in, I'm doing really well. I want to share those things with you. But then when it comes to our hurts, we just want to shut down. It's a lot more difficult to share our hurts with people. But in relationship, that's required. We're required to be vulnerable with that person. We don't always want to share those things. Or even harder yet, what about when we sin? Like, what, Connor? I don't have to tell people when I sin. Oh, you should. In James 5, it says, The prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Notice why it says to confess our sins to one another. So that you will be healed. It says to confess your sins to one another so that you will be healed. Yes, God forgives you of your sins, but I don't want to just be forgiven. I also want to be healed from that thing. I want to be set free. And God says in order to do that, I need to confess that to someone else so that we can pray about it together. And that goes right into our next point. Point number two of why relationships are important is because we are stronger together. We are stronger together. I've never really understood the whole, like, lone wolf thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, people call themselves the lone wolf. It's like they think it makes them look super tough if they tell people that. Like, I can just handle things on my own. But what's really funny to me is if you know anything about wolves, they travel and they hunt in packs. They aren't alone. And when they're in their packs, they actually arrange themselves in a way to protect the weaker ones in the pack. Like, it's insane. They put the stronger ones out front, and then they put the weaker ones kind of in the middle so that they're protected on both sides. They're all about working together because they know that their strength is in the numbers. They're not as strong when they're alone. And the same should be true for us. Ephesians 4.12 says, And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. You see, we have strength in numbers. But that's not just in the natural. That's also in the supernatural. Matthew 18 it says, take this most seriously. A yes on earth is yes in heaven. A no on earth is no in heaven. What you say to one another is eternal. I mean this, when two of you get together on anything at all on earth and make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. And when two or three of you are together because of me, you can be sure that I will be there. Guys, we're in battle. Why would we want to battle alone? We have to get in our army and work together. 
We're fighting a battle in the supernatural. That's why we pray to God. And right here in the scripture, it tells us to pray together. And when we do, God goes into action. You see, we're also strengthened by being held accountable and encouraged to keep going. I think the, the phrase held accountable has a negative connotation, right? Like if I were to tell you that, that you need someone to hold you accountable, immediately I know my mind goes to, oh, well, I have a sin and therefore I need held accountable for it. But that's not the only thing we can hold each other accountable for, right? What about asking, hey, what are you reading in the Bible lately? What is God teaching you? What are you hearing from him? What are some faith steps that you're taking? These are ways that we can hold each other accountable. We can encourage one another. In Hebrews 10, it says, let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. And this is why, as Eternity Church, Pastor Jesse has said this so many times now, that we won't shut down again because it's so important that we meet together. We have to be together because God designed us to be in relationship, especially as the body of believers. We have to be here to encourage one another. So the last thing of why relationships are important, number three, they remind us of our need for God. Relationships remind us of our need for God. Since I was designed to need and desire relationship, I am reminded that I need him. In my joys, I want to share them with someone. In my struggles, I see that I can't bear them alone. They remind me that I need him. That we all need him. But the difference is just that some people don't know it yet. When we talk about being lonely, that's oftentimes because we're not trying to find our fulfillment in our relationship with God. Because that's the most important relationship that we have. Our relationship with him. You need God. You go ahead and stand with me. If you're in here tonight and you don't have a relationship with him, man, you got to start there. You know, we'll talk about it in the next couple of weeks, these other types of relationships, our friends, our family, all of these things, those relationships can be really hard. But they're much harder when you don't have a relationship with God. Because in your relationship with him, he'll teach you how to have a relationship with others. I know that in my marriage, if things aren't going well between Ian and I, it's usually because one or both of us aren't spending enough time with God. If that relationship isn't working, 
these other relationships aren't going to work. So if you're in here tonight and you don't know God, you're going to have an opportunity to do that. You see, he created you because he wants relationship with you. I know I feel like I'm vomiting saying that because I've said it so much, but it's so easy for us to forget that. And it's not in the sense of a, well, I created you, and so I have to have a relationship with you. I think sometimes we think that with, like, our, our parents or our families, right? Like, you're stuck with me, so you have to love me. No, God doesn't have to love you. He chooses to love you. And he could have made it so that we didn't have a choice. He could have said, I'm not going to let you choose. You are just going to love me because I created you and I can make you to do that. But no, he wants us to choose him. That's why he gave us free will. He wants you to choose him. So if everyone could close your eyes for me. The Bible says that in order to have a relationship with him, all you have to do is believe in your hearts and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you'll be saved. You see, the way that happens is that God sent his son, Jesus, to die for you. That way you didn't have to pay that punishment. He made it really easy for you and me. The cost was high, right? It cost Jesus his life. But for you and me, he made it really simple. He says, you just have to say yes. So if that's you tonight and you want to say yes to God, just repeat this prayer with us. We're all going to pray it together. That way you don't feel alone. You don't feel singled out. But I want you to believe that from the bottom of your heart. Believe that he wants that relationship with you. So everyone repeat after me. Say, dear God. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for his life and his death and his resurrection. Forgive me for all I've done wrong. And help me in my relationship with you. I choose you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If everyone keep, keep your eyes closed for just a few more seconds. Because if that was you and you said that for the first time tonight, I'm just going to count to three and I want you to shoot your hand up. And I want you to do that because I want to be able to pray for you right where I'm at. I want to pray for you and I want to celebrate with you. Because this is exciting. You know, any new relationship that we have, we always have that feeling of excitement. Man, it should be a hundred times more when we start that relationship with God. So if that was you on the counter three, would you just shoot your hand up? One, two, three. Awesome, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. God, I thank you so much for these students that said yes to you tonight, that they walked into this relationship with you and said, God, I want you. 
Holy Spirit, would you just begin to speak to them right now? Remind them of how much they are loved. Remind them that they're not walking through this life alone. You've been there every step of the way, but now they have full and complete access to you. They are in your kingdom as a son or as a daughter, and you want them to ask you whatever they need. You say, ask and it will be given. And God, I pray that we would all be reminded of that right now. That no matter what is going on in our lives, no matter what the world or the enemy is trying to tell us or put fear on us, that we would push that off and we would turn to you and say, God, I need you in this moment. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for creating us. And I just pray over these next few weeks, God, that you would open our eyes to what it looks like to have godly relationships. We love you and we praise you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise God for those students that said yes to him tonight. I love that. That's why we're here, right? We're here for people to know God. That's why we have the opportunity every week. Every week we want to see people come to know him. So we're going to sing one last song together. If you have something on your heart right now that you want prayer for, just like in that song, maybe you just need to turn your eyes back to him tonight. We're going to have leaders. We'll have some students around the room. Go find one of them. And remember what his word says, that we're two or more gather in my name. I am there. And God is put into action in that moment. Put him into action. Tell him what you need. He already knows, but he wants to hear it from you. He's a gentleman. He's going to wait to be asked. So ask him. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go to myeternity.com slash wild. Or you can join us in person on Wednesdays from 630 to 830. At Eternity. Yeah.